Hi, you are now listening to a sermon from Harvest Community Church in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Today, you will hear a sermon from Pastor Jeff Abiera. So without further ado, here he is. All right, good morning. Good morning, Harvest. It's great to see a full house. It's great to have all the generations together in one room. Happy Thanksgiving. If you find that you're at a table that feels really crowded, look around the room. There are a few tables that have a bit of extra space. Feel free to scoot over and join those who might be a little lonely um, by themselves at a table so that we can have a good spread in the room. Maybe today you're struggling to find things to be thankful for. Let me tell you this. On the worst day of our lives, this is still true, that Jesus is risen that God loves us, that out of the ashes of the bad we have done, there is a way forward through forgiveness. Out of the bad that was done against us, there is a way forward in healing because of what Jesus has done. On the worst day of our lives, that is still true. And on the best days of our lives, when we're overflowing with thanks, there is hope in Jesus that there's still a lot more to come. Amen? So let's be thankful today as a church. I'm full of thanks thinking back to when we first started this church. Way back in 1995 when I first got here, we were about a dozen people. And over the years, God has done a great thing. I can't imagine what my life would be like without this church family. I wonder what your life might be like if this church didn't exist. I still remember that day in 97 when we signed our charter and became a church. Some of you were in that room with us, present for that signing. The start of a new church is a glorious thing. It's something we should be thankful for. And I want to share a piece of good news that our partners in New England, out in Rhode Island, that we've been serving for the last couple of years, they are planting a new church today. The Iglesia Cristiana Centrados en el Evangelio. I think I pronounced that right. It is a Spanish-speaking congregation that's beginning in Central Falls. And I want to just flash that picture if we can. Uh, Today, this evening, they're having their launch service, their first ever service. I really wanted to fly out and be a part of it, but the timing with all our stuff today was just too tight. But we we should just be in such rejoicing that they are going to start a new congregation today, a church that will serve that community and really touch the lives of many people to come. We're going to be in prayer for, from the left to right, Elizabeth, today, and her husband, Pastor Jonathan, and their children. They are the leadership team of this church. And we have an opportunity to go and support their work and to serve that community every summer through our partnership and short-term missions with New England Church Planning. So I just wanted to share that piece of good news with you. It is such a good thing when God starts a new church in this broken world. Amen? I also want to be thankful and express thanks for a lot of you who have helped keep this church going, who have done so much behind the scenes. And this year, as every year at Thanksgiving, we pause to do servant appreciation. And what we mean by that is anybody who has ever served at this church in the past year, whether on a ministry team or just at one of our big events, we want to acknowledge you. But this year, we want to start by acknowledging our leaders Because we're learning more and more that so much rises and falls on leadership. And our leaders say yes when saying no would be the easiest thing in the world. I've got to tell you that it is not easy to lead at a church. 
A lot has to be carried. A lot has to be done. And you're also the focal point of a lot of things that maybe you don't always want to be a part of or hear. And yet our leaders have consistently said yes. I want to honor you as leaders, and I want to invite the whole congregation to just uh, just applaud for these folks. If you're on this list of leaders, would you just rise to your feet and let us thank you for the way that you have served our church. Thank you so much. Right. Now, leaders, I'm going to ask you, I know you're so uncomfortable, you'd rather disappear from sight, but stay on your feet. And I also want to acknowledge that leaders would have no place in this world if others did not join them in the work. To lead yourself is nothing. It's not leadership at all. It's just doing something. So the fact that so many of you have also said yes when saying no would have been easier, we want to acknowledge you as well. If you have served on one of these teams or if you've served at one of our events this year, would you please rise to your feet as well? Please just rise to your feet. Any age... Just rise to your feet. Let, let us just say thank you to you as well for serving. <clears throat> all right, all right. You guys, are, you guys are being so humble. You're just like, everyone's like, all right, can I sit down now? Here's what we're going to do to acknowledge you. Every year we try to get a little gift. This year, we journeyed all the way back out to Indiana to, to pick up a batch of Harvest's official favorite gummy bears from the Albanese Candy Factory. And we have a little camp mug, an aluminum camp mug, that has our usual Serve Strong logo on there. If you serve this year, there is a cup back there with your name on it. And every year we get dozens of cups left because people think, I didn't serve, I don't remember doing anything. If you served, very likely we remembered you. You have a cup out there. So even if you're not sure, go back to that table and look. You might be surprised, shocked even to find a cup with your name on it. If you know that you served, but we, we somehow slipped through the cracks, we still have extra cups. We want to make sure that you know you are acknowledged and we're thankful for you. So there should be some folks back there standing near the tables. Just let them know, hey, I did serve this year. Can I grab a cup? And they will make sure that you get one. We want you, as you enjoy these sweets, to remember that it is a good thing to serve our God. And we are so thankful for you. And each time you take a drink out of that mug, remember the same thing. Thank you for serving the Lord at Harvest and keeping our church healthy and flourishing through thick and thin. Thank you so much. With that, I'm going to invite Pastor Jeff to come and bring us the word of God this morning. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Dave. I copied his outfit today. I look up to you, brother. All right. Hello, everybody. We want to welcome you guys again. Uh, I'm Pastor Jeff, and I have the privilege of being the next-gen pastor here at Harvest Community Church. And whether you've been here for a while or you're brand new and it's your first time, we're glad that you're here. Real quick, uh, turn to your neighbor and your table and just say, I'm grateful you're here. Amen. Amen. As I start my message, like I always do, I like to start with a few, few words. So if you declare yourself as a Christ follower, please repeat after me and let's embrace these words of life. Say, I am a child of God. I am loved by God. And I am the light of the world. Amen. Amen. 
To start off, uh, my, my friend adopted a, a child several years ago, and I saw them at Costco the other day, and the child was around maybe four, four years old and had so much joy um, with her, her new daddy. And not only did she have a new father, I realized that she also had a new last name. I believe that the smile on her face as her dad carried her was there because of that new reality. Having the same last name brings power because it says that I am now part of the family. I am the extension of who my parents are. Today, I believe we can be thankful in Christ because we are now his children of God. Amen? We were once lost, but now we are found. See, when we put Christ in our lives, everything changes. We become completely healed because we are now completely his. Today, we're going to be looking at Colossians chapter 2, and we're just going to look at two different verses. I'm going to throw out uh, a couple more supporting verses later. Um, but as we, as we look at Colossians, I want to give you some background information that this was written during a time when the culture was challenging the authority of Christ and the power of Christ. And Paul here writes to remind the believers that Christ must be reflected in every area of their lives and not just in thought, not just in the way we think, but if we truly want to be a light to this world, it needs to be both in attitude and action. Colossians 2, verse 6 through 7, I'm going to read it. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. The title of my message today is Attitudes and Actions of Thanksgiving. Let's pray again. Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you that you invite us into your goodness, into your family. We thank you that you invite us to even build this kingdom with you. Lord, I pray today that our faith would be sparked and come alive once again by the reading of your word and having the faith to believe that your word is true, it's powerful, and that it's living. God, let our hearts be thankful this morning because your mercies are new every single morning. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you now. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. In my entire life, there is a sentence that I've actually never heard. In my entire life, I've never heard anybody say, I hate being around grateful people. I've never heard anyone say, I don't like being around such positive perspective of life. You know, one thing I have heard, though, is I've heard I hate being around entitled people. I hate being around people who think they deserve everything, and when they don't get it, they throw a tantrum. Today, my hope is that all of us, from the young to the old and everything in between, that we would give thanks to God this morning. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, give thanks. Give thanks. Amen. When I think of someone who is grateful, you know what I think of? 
I think of someone who has a free spirit. And when I think about the word free, I think of a bird. If you know me, I always talk about animals. There's an interesting fact about birds that fly. I didn't bring my chickens today. Don't worry. Well, I remember I was in Illinois, and I don't know if you know, but there's bald eagles in Illinois. It's wild. And I remember seeing, I think I was at Star Rock, for the first time I saw this bald eagle just flying just right above me. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so majestic and so powerful. And it made me want to study the birds as a, as a young fella. So I, I started to study birds a little bit, and I learned that, yeah, of course, they got wings. That helps them fly. They got feathers. That probably helps them. But there's something interesting that I learned that day that was new. I learned that birds can fly, at least the ones that do fly, because they have hollow bones. Mm, raise your hand if you knew that. Oh, a lot of us. Mm, amen. See, being hollow... For a bird that's free, for a bird that flies, being hollow allows the bones to be 90% lighter than other solid bones because they are hollow. They're hollow. They have holy bones. Amen? You get what I'm saying? Amen. Yeah, yeah. You like that? All right. Praise the Lord. And because they are hollow, pockets of air can flow in between their bones allowing their wings to actually be an extension of their lungs. So in reality, when a bird flies, it inhales oxygen, but also it takes in oxygen even when it exhales. You see, someone's, when we someone, see someone whose spiritual life is flying free with an attitude of thanksgiving, I believe that it's just like a bird. No matter what goes in or what goes out, they have a spirit of thanksgiving and an attitude of thanksgiving. I believe that the name of Jesus has the power to give us freedom and thanksgiving through whatever we go through. Think about it. Jesus was free. Jesus overflowed. And when Jesus spread his wings to soar in a different kind of way, it was because he was free of sin and he was free of worry and a constant state of anxiety. When we give thanks to God, we align ourselves with the attitude of Christ. And the attitude of Christ is an attitude of thanksgiving. I'm going to read our, our scripture again. It says, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him, and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will go strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. Here in the scripture, it says, it, it starts out with accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord. And then it says, let your roots go down into him. So acceptance of Christ includes growing roots in Jesus in both knowledge and attitude. Again, Jesus was living a life free of a constant state of worry and anxiety, and problem, or just worrying about problems. He had an attitude of thanksgiving. As I was studying the scripture uh, this, past, this past week or so, um, I, I, I found three different parts of the scripture where Jesus had incredible attitude of thanksgiving. 
There are three times. So uh, I'm going to point out the three times. So the first time, or one of the times, was when he was feeding the 5,000. What happened in the feeding 5,000? There was a lot of people, way more larger than this group, right? And all they had was a little kid's lunch. And what happened? Everybody ate. There was another time where he, he had an attitude of thanksgiving, and it was actually when uh, Lazarus died. And they were like, Jesus, you're late. And even in that moment, he had an attitude of thanksgiving. Also, there was a time where he, was, uh, he had the Last Supper. And even in the Last Supper, right before persecution and crucifixion and suffering, he had an attitude of thanksgiving. So out of those three stories, let's summarize what happened, okay? The feeding of 5,000. During a time of lack and not enough, the Bible says that Jesus gave thanks. And out of that, abundance came out. During the time of Lazarus, when there was death, what did Jesus do? The Bible says that he gave thanks and after giving thanks, life flowed back into Lazarus, and he became alive again. And in the third one, in the Last Supper, right during a time of betrayal, of heartbreak, the Bible says that he gave thanks. And forgiveness and salvation showed up as he went to the cross and was resurrected. In each of these moments, the impossible occurred. And this is why Colossians says that if we do these things, if we accept Christ, if we grow, we will overflow with, thanks, with thankfulness. Because, why? Because Jesus is the one who gave thanks during times when no one else would. At the start of the Bible, we see in the Garden of Eden, when sin first happened, we see man's perfect relationship with God was broken. But then in the Garden of Gethsemane, we see man's broken relationship was perfected once again. In Romans 8:28, it says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I believe that some of us in this room, maybe we've been battling some things in life. Maybe we've been battling like the, the, the series we've been hearing against the lies of the enemy. And it feels as though nothing is working. And I want to ask you a question today. What if your miracle of living life to the full, as Jesus promised, is waiting on your attitude of thanksgiving? What if thanksgiving was the choice that would take you from your worst season to your most life-giving season, despite the circumstance? What if Thanksgiving is the one thing that makes your distant relationship with God a now intimate one? Guys, I want to remind us today that we should have hearts of gratitude because Christ came down to earth so that we wouldn't have to go down to hell. That he came down so that we could go up to heaven. Gratitude is such a gift that it is the, that is so overlooked. But in Christ, it is the antidote of envy, anxiety, pride, and anger. And just as a preface, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that you should continue to walk in areas that are toxic or abusive or manipulative. 
But what I am saying, though, is that in a general sense, there's a whole lot we could be thankful to God for. Amen? Jesus didn't give thanks for the lack or for the death or for the betrayal in the three stories I gave you, but he did give thanks in those situations. And in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So take on the attitude of thanksgiving today. In a moment, we're going to move on into the actions of thanksgiving, and we're going to do some very uh, fun, practical things in this room together. But before we do that, I want to acknowledge that I spoke on the attitude of thanksgiving before the actions of thanksgiving for a reason. I spoke on the attitude because you could do a lot of the right things with the wrong heart. For example, you could clean all day thinking you're blessing with a bad attitude. Mm. Amen. You could vacuum your house all day for your parents or your spouse all day. Make it so clean with a bad attitude. Mm. Somebody needs to hear this today. Cleaning and complaining is not a blessing. Cleaning and complaining is not a blessing. Oh, I'm speaking to myself. Praise the Lord. I just want to publicly apologize to my wife. I will not complain next time I clean the bathtub. This one time I was like, you see that? I cleaned it, all right? Such a bad attitude. Another example, you could go on a date night at a fancy restaurant with a bad attitude. Or for maybe some of us, you could go on a family vacation with a bad attitude. Uh Uh-oh. Am I getting too real in here? All right, I'm going to keep going. You could read your Bible. You could pray. You could go to small group. You could walk into this room on Thanksgiving Sunday with a smile on your face, but a bad attitude in your heart. Guys, it is the attitude that is attached to the heart that pleases God. It is the attitude of thanksgiving that ushers us into the presence of God. The Bible says in Psalm 100, and for the OGs who know the word of God, help me out and, re- and uh, finish the statement. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. So as we check our attitudes, if you had a bad attitude even this morning, let's take a moment. Let's just turn that attitude and turn back to God right now together as a church. Let's not dwell on it, but let's just turn together back to him. Again, Colossians, it says at the end of it, then your faith will go strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. We need to follow what Jesus says, what he does, because following takes actions. As you look on your table, um, in the middle, there are some leaves And there are some markers or pens. If your table does not have it, can you just put your hand up and can we get them some extras? Uh, I think just in the front, we need some. Now, before you open up, uh, there's four actions of Thanksgiving that I want to cover for today. And the first one is a proclamation of Thanksgiving. It's just sharing the good news of what God has done in your life. And that's what we're going to do first here. 
Um, and, and then after that, in a little bit, I'm going to instruct you to do the next thing. Okay, so while you have those leaves, what you're going to do, we're going to narrow it a little bit this year. If you look to the front, on the sides of me, we have two different trees. And this is where you're going to put the leaves. Up in front, we have these little um, hanger things. So you're going to put the leaf on here and then hang it after your table is done. If we could actually uh, maybe do like table at a time as you finish. But what you're going to do, you're going to write something that you are thankful to God for, for something that you have seen in this church. All right. So for example, it can be uh, maybe the way somebody served you. It can be um, maybe a certain song, a certain thing you learned this year in our church. And if it's your first time, you could just write whatever you're thankful for. All right. But we're glad that everybody's here. So uh, if we could just play some music and we could work together at your tables. And after you're done, please share with the people around you what you wrote um, before you come up and put the leaves. Thanks for listening to the sermon from Harvest Community Church. If you would like more information or have any questions or comments, check out our website at harvest-community.org. Thanks for listening.